You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everyone. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and are you classified as human? Negative. I am a meat chunksicle. And I'm Carter, and... Ah, what's wrong with you? What are you screaming no. for? No. Huh? No. No more of that, please. You just cut me off? I just don't... I just... It's the energy. The energy of Chris Tucker in this movie is is splitting my head in half. You may continue, but we're going to talk about Chris Tucker. I can't believe he just interrupted. Sure. I can't believe he just interrupted your quote. I will never do that to you. Every five minutes or something, a hunk or something. I'm leaving. Bzz. Thank you for finishing your quote. How dare you? Thank Dush. you. I'm sorry. For, I'm sorry for interrupting you. I'm sorry. This is you are the hunk because this is a big week for you. It is a big week for me. Uh, it's the beginning of the end of my one of my dear friendships. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's my uh, contribution, my my uh, bowl of uh, chooser's choice for the soul that mm-hmm. I brought today. And yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. It's just uh, yeah, one of my favorites. The uh, the we're I mean we're one week into this series, and I. It's not that I was not convinced of the idea of how fun this would be, but I like, I'm so in love with this series of watching each other's comfort movies that we could just watch on repeat. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It feels really personal. Yeah. Um, let's, let's set up just a little bit what we have done here. Carter's idea, I think, was brilliant. Um, and his idea was as we watched these movies, oh, it was Doja's idea. Oh, was that Doja's idea? Uh-huh. I was going to let it slide. Because the, the, I, I was so mean to you. You, you want to take credit for this one since I was so mean to you? Earlier? The chooser <laughs> of the movie also gets to dictate the snack. Yeah, they get to snack-tate. Eaten during yep, yep, said yep, yep, viewing yep, yep. experience. Um, and so Carter. Did you do a snack? Did you do the snack, Jordan? Mm-hmm. I did too. Did you do both? Or no. One? I, did, I did 1.5. We, mm. we did cookies because we already had them. Oh, nice. Um, we had the breakaway cookies and yeah. something went weird with them and they like didn't cook. So we had to like flip them and they came out, looked like cookie pancakes, uh, mm. but they were really crispy outside and real gooey inside. Mm. So oh, nice. Pretty Carter, good. Carter, actually. tell the people what, you, what is your prescribed snack? Okay. Let's, let's say the, we should probably say the movie, synop it, and then Carter may describe his experience watching this movie growing up, and then that way that can lead us into a, a snack discussion. Good. That yeah. feels good. Yeah, well, what the movie is, the first movie of Chooser's Choice for the Soul is uh, The, the fifth, fifth Element. And uh, the synopsis goes a little something like this. Sorry, I had it pulled up and it went away. Sure. This week's synopsis. You're gonna no, okay. You say that, but you're gonna love this. You're gonna really love. I know the flavor that you guys need. This week's synopsis <laughs> is written by Nick Reganis. Yeah, thank goodness. Yay! So Nick Reganis. Nick Reganis is a zero-time listener and a longtime contributor to the synopsis well, portion of this that. podcast. Nick, I think, has never seen a superhero movie because we've been doing super. I mean, we started doing Spider-Man like around Thanksgiving, and we haven't read a Nick synopsis in a long time. And maybe he's never seen a superhero movie. Mm. Nick Reganis writes, Unbeknownst to him, Corbin Dallas, a former Special Forces commando and now a mid-23rd century New York City cab driver, <laughs> finds himself caught in the middle of an eons-old war when the immaculate being, Lilu, crashes into his taxi. In search of the perfect weapon that can save humanity from an all-powerful force of pure evil, Corbin, Lilu, and the space priest Vito Cornelius struggle to unearth the mysterious fifth element, as the scheming industrialist Zorg is already after the other four. Now, 
In the ultimate battle between good and evil, Lilu seems to hold the key to Earth's salvation. However, is the world worth saving? So my, always, we always end with a question when it's a Nick it Regana synopsis. Saving? Yeah. I love Nick. My go-to just snack in general. There were two yes. snacks. There were two comfort foods attached to this comfort. I think comfort when we're associating it with like products and experiences and stuff. Food comfort food is a is a big keyword that everybody knows about. But for me, it was also my tsunami snack. Is I would go. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Get home from school. Either Watch it was waiting Maroni for me in the kitchen, car. Some Yu Yu yes. Hakusho. Yes. Inuyasha. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z first experiences. All probably around this same time in 97. Uh, but would get a 99 cent bag. So it's a $2 snack. So 99 cent bag of Lay's Masterpiece Barbecue. Mm -hmm. Which KC, they don't really KC do Masterpiece Barbecue anything anymore. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't even think it was KC Masterpiece at the time. I think it got renamed at one point. Okay. Because Kansas City was like, what do you mean? Um, that's our masterpiece. That's our masterpiece. So we'd go from, yeah, Kansas City, it's a little bit of Kansas City. in Kansas City, which is what nobody yeah. knows. <laughs> a little bit of Kansas City, a little bit of Arizona. So I'd have, I'd also have a tall boy of Arizona sweet tea, mm -hmm. uh, which I guess they An still have those too. tall boy. Those yeah, are very tall boys. Still, hey, like they still have those and they are still 99 cents. That's amazing. So that was a big snack for me with the sci-fi mood in general. But then also, mom pretty consistently for the neighborhood. Around this time, I was living in a really small town in West Texas. And it was kind of a dream because from the age of like 7 to 16, all of my friends kind of lived on the same block. It was something out of like the sandlot. And mom That's would fun. be known for making these wonderful homemade chocolate chip cookies, which she continues to bring down anytime she visits Chelsea and I. So chocolate chip cookies and milk, and I, I, can, I could taste them both mm. as I was watching The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element for me, the very first time I saw this movie was a clip of it at a Sears. Uh, <laughs> and they were selling all of these televisions and stuff, and everything was, because this was, you know, it was interesting to read the trivia that this was the highest budget film like this ever today yeah. or something it's like pretty ridiculous and that they're just going in on a luke besson something he wrote when he was 17 yeah. uh all the way up until finally being able to produce it two decades later but yeah seeing that and just the colors and the the just the action and everything i was just enamored and so to finally be able to watch it i'd have to wait till it would come onto the television because uh there i think there was some nudity or, or something mm -hmm. And so I watched it for the first time, I think, when I was 10 or 11 years old. And it was, I, I, y'all, this, this watching, I've, I've watched it more than 50 times, I'm sure. Like, it is just a, my family could quote it. Um, I remember before I even saw the clip of the movie, it was like back in the day when a good sound system took up half of your living room wall. Yeah, yep. My uncle, who worked at NASA, who also was very fascinated with you know, science fiction. He had certain things he didn't like and certain things he did like. Big Apollo 13 fan, hated Independence Day, but for some reason loved The Fifth Element because The Fifth Element decided to just be completely ridiculous. He hated that Independence Day was like saying that this is what our military is currently capable of, which is so funny. Anyways, he was playing the soundtrack of this for us on yeah. this ginormous, either soundtrack Toshiba, slaps. JBL, yeah. like back when they were as tall as I was, this, these speakers. And I just, yeah, I, I've, it's visceral to me. The fifth that element. That is so fun. Mm -hmm. So this I is, would say it's like, it, it's, it's like number six, maybe. It's not a top five, but it's mm -hmm. certainly a top 10. And that's just for this kind of nostalgia rich experience for me. So I'm interested to hear about y'all's first watches. I think I have secondhand nostalgia for it because I, I have not seen it until, I mean, two nights ago, three nights yeah. ago when I watched it for the show. But, it is so very time capsule-y. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Like it is incredibly 1997. Yes. yes. I think uh, I watched it through the lens of Carter Loves This, which helped. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if it would like make sense why I loved it. Because yes, it's, it's it different. Does. Okay. It definitely makes yes. sense why you it would love it. It definitely makes sense why you love it. Because now I get to be, it's like I'm coming to accounts because it's like I've just lived with these things. Right. What yeah. do you observe? 
person yeah. who knows me well. You know, it's yeah. it's. I definitely I have thoughts. I have thoughts about the movie, both good and bad. I think. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll, sure. I mean, I do too. You know, we'll, we'll <laughs> unload. We'll get into all. Before of we it. get to the movie, though, Carter, did you do your own snack experience? I didn't. No, you I didn't even do to. your own experience, man. I, know. I, I, I a, did it. I did it like Lost Boys, late nineties. Uh, pan. <laughs> like, sure. Like, <laughs> I was definitely having it. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I, uh, I walked to the Walgreens close to my home. That's nice. And I got me a Arizona sweet tea that okay. I drink with dinner. And then I had a, a cookie and a glass of milk while I watched this movie. Love it. Thank you. Had to that. get the full Carter experience. I had a specific scene I should have told y'all to where that would, to have those things. Okay. But it was the, the Zorg uh, showing them the gun. Mm, yeah. That's about the time the cookies would have popped out of the oven for you? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Fair my enough. cookie did not even make it till the title of the movie. <laughs> my cookie honestly might have been about that time, Carter, because we started preheating mm-hmm. the oven about the time we hit play on this movie. So you got that full experience. Yeah. No way. It would have been finished, about then. We finished the cookies. We finished making the cookies, and then I sat down with my hot cookie, and it was about 30 seconds. It's was, wild well, to me that you went with milk. hot cookie and sweet tea is a weird— No, 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 no. I had sweet tea I with I know dinner. you had them separately, but it's just funny to me that that's the, the snack combo that was plucked from the options. No, I Here's had a cookie thing. and milk, which is one of the two snacks, right. and then I had half the other snack, the tea, but not the chips. The thing about— Arizona teas is that the best one to me is the diet Arnold Palmer, which thinking of that lemon with the cookie makes my mouth turn inside out. I didn't drink that. I didn't have them at the same time. They were 30 minutes apart. They were, they were 60 (laughs) minutes apart. You dunked the cookie in the tea. I actually, actually just poured (laughs) it over the cookie and ate it out of a bowl like cereal. Cookie Chris. You know what? I bet if you did that with cookies and milk. Speaking of 1997. Yeah, for real. I'm going to super dump immediately. And here's why. I have a very specific reason for doing this. Good luck super dumping this perfect Because (laughs) there are two things in this movie that I have like, that I like take issue, take umbrage with. And then the rest of it, I either you know, take it or leave it or really like it. So I'm going to go ahead and get the thing I feel negative about out of the way. Second place thing I dislike the most, uh, not my super dump, but I'll just go ahead and say uh, Chris Tucker's vague Prince impression throughout this entire movie. So funny. Irked me. No, not fun. No, not fun. However, however, even in the irk, he was the funniest thing about the movie. Doge, I Doge was is, yeah, I get it. Doge's 80-year-old man that said, why yeah. do dogs and birds exist to make noise? Is sure, like sure, sure. just wants to shut their mouths. Here's the thing. Here's what's so fun about it. That's not this. my super dump though. I'm going to get to that, but you, you tell me the thing. Yeah, let me just do a little bit of like uh, Turabian footnotes here. So this is one of the, this is one of those things that I only got to have in 1999 when I watched it. Sure. It was like, and it, I, I can see how it aged really bad in terms of like how his impersonation, how over the top he was. But it's like in 90s, like this, he was everyone, like if there had been Instagram, like he would, like this character, Ruby Red, Ruby Rod would be like trending to an extent. For and sure. that doesn't excuse it in any way, but I totally see it. But it's so funny to me. It's like, I 100% get it. But I don't, I can't see it. Like, it's, it's like numb. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why he's annoying. Cause I'm also like everything in the 90s. That's, do you not like Chris Tucker? No, I like Chris Tucker. Uh, this again, is just Chris Tucker at 11. It's so, it, the, the <laughs> yelling became so much yeah. at a certain point that I was like, somebody should have stepped in here. Yeah. Again, I want to say almost every time I laughed in this movie was because of him. So I don't hate him. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't feel like I have the right to defend now, one of the most ridiculous I'll, I'll tell you characters what my, I've ever my seen. My true in a movie. super dump is though, and it is the relationship between Corbin Dallas and Lilu. Ooh, 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 ooh. So, ooh. but as I as I tear into this, for, first of all, he kissed her while she was unconscious. Not a great look. And that is not consent. But even if she's God. But. Even if she's God. I have a question that that ties into my super dump a little bit and might affect how intense this super dump is. So, okay. 
Let me finish the question before we jump all over it because I know it kind of is explained. Is, Which one is Darth Vader? Is Lilu the fifth element or is the fifth element love and she channels all five of the elements? Because she ha- they specifically say that she needs his love. He is specifically told she needs your love and I could get on board with love being an element more than her being an element. And Captain Planet is also summoned with earth, fire, wind, water, and heart as the fifth element. So I can get on board Mm. with that. But it seems like once she changes her mind about saving everybody because she sees what war is, and then Corbin says, but I love you, that that, once that fifth element enters, but either way, my super dump specifically is that at no point in this movie did it seem like she was even remotely romantically interested in him at all. And it's all about the fact that he wants to have Wii Sports on her. And then our payoff before the credits roll, the payoff of the movie is that Corbin gets to Wii Sports Lilu. And I don't like that. It's presented as like the answer to what Corbin's been looking for this whole time. His phone call at the beginning. The perfect woman. No, she doesn't exist, right? He's like, I'm still looking for the perfect woman. It's, that's a yikes for me. That's a pretty face. major yikes. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, she's, from what I understood, she's the surrogate for. So is the, the fifth, fifth element, element love? It's, fifth she, element she, love? she's like a human uh, stone. Yeah. Right? It's right, like we but had what to, is, we had is to the drop a match on the, uh huh. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Love is the fifth element. And only she can be the surrogate for the fifth element. Fair enough. It's icky and it's, you know, it's a, it's such a sign of the times and the times that were just kind of like yeah. ignorant, like of just like, oh, that is such a bummer. I found myself thinking while I was watching, okay, this movie is 25 years old and has so many interesting concepts right? that I wouldn't, because I have no emotional attachment to it, the idea of a remake about this essentially like newborn adult woman who is the key to saving the universe and is essentially a superhero, but with the life experience of a toddler Mm -hmm. minus the gross sexual stuff is actually a very interesting, very interesting story. I honestly, I think it's a more interesting movie without Corbin Dallas at all. I think if we protagonize Lilu, then it's a lot more interesting. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I kind of like the idea that the person that is like sort of escorting and assisting this newborn adult is sort of this like taxi driver, nobody. I mean, I understand that he was special forces and so he's not nobody, but I kind of like the idea that she just sort of falls into his lap and he stumbles into this weird adventure. Weird is a good word for it, huh? Yeah, oh, for sure. This is for probably sure. the weirdest movie I've ever seen in my life, Carter. I don't think that's true. That can't be but true. What's a, what's a weirder movie I've seen? Jupiter Ascending. Uh, Mars Needs Moms. This is on par with Jupiter Ascending in terms of like, what? <laughs> See, I... What are you measuring it against? In terms Other of things like- that played eternally on USA at 3 p.m. on the weekend? <laughs> can I... Like, can what I do you want? <laughs> something, something that is I really... Is it because I said it was a comfort movie? Is that what's blowing your mind is like Carter's better than this? No, no, no. I'm all I'm saying is that this movie is incredibly strange. It's yes. just it's super <laughs> weird. It. That's all yes. I'm saying. And I get like like I under watching this I was like this is not what I would consider to be traditionally good. Oh, In no, a, no, no, no. But I 100% It's not a scratch off poster. Right. It's <laughs> it's a bit like it's a bit like how dogs would be like any intense flavor I'm into that 100%. It's like the the weirdness and the characters are dialed up to 25 in this. 100%. And I feel like that is, that's why it's a comfort movie for Carter because Carter loves characters, yeah. interesting characters and weird characters. And everyone in this movie is so weird. Is so weird. Yeah, I think what it was for me was like almost all of the pieces of my Megazord were put together uh-huh. in terms of figuring out my personality but I had like this one leg missing and it was quirk and fifth element for me, like 
completely all unlock the that. In the world. I was like, oh my God. I would love to just do unexpected things and be loud and <laughs> just be ridiculous and not care. So, I think that's where a lot of it came from. Part of the reason this movie ended up kind of working for me as I was watching it is in the weirdness and the quirkiness and sort of the over the top, like in the middle of the B movie elements that definitely are present here. The, I want to start with the aliens that come out at the pyramid in uh, 19, well, 1816, 1916, 1914. Um, I think it's 1916. Um, I was not expecting that strange body shape and yeah. thickness. The puppet. And the when puppet they of emerged, them? all I could think of was the Warhammer, like Space Marine things. <laughs> yeah. And War, I know that Warhammer, I don't know a ton about it, but I know that it gets sort of like event horizon y, like sort of like Eldritch Abominations de- bent on destroying the universe and all that stands between them is this one thing. And then when we find out that our antagonist is essentially like a living planet of pure evil. Um, At that point, I was like, oh, this is sort of eldritch cosmic horror. Mm. And all of a sudden, my ears perked. (laughs) There was something vaguely uh, Ridley Scott xenomorph alien about a lot of the architecture of the alien craft. Like it was kind of buggy. Yeah, Geigery. It was it was kind of exoskeleton buggish in a very weird looking way. And I love that, especially contrasted with the like cosmopolitan area of the future. Um, and so the vibe of this movie, lone, like stranger in a strange land up against this cosmic elder being that is a planet uh, very into it. Love it. Yeah. Just like a ridiculousness. Yes. Like, okay, whatever. With with Rob Deerdeck. Yeah. With Rob Deerdeck. Um, Luc Besson, yeah. our director, was kind of, it's funny. He's, he's quoted from multiple sources many different times on his media junkets and interviews far after Fifth Element. Of saying like he was kind of over the grim dark version of the future. And I think he's probably directly referring to people like Ridley Scott, who, yeah, for sure. like Blade who I love yeah. and, and Alien is a top five movie for me. Um, so it is fun to have Ian Holm uh, here Man, too. Ian Holm is great in this, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was quoted as saying he, he wanted a future that just felt like cheerfully crazy. And so Luc Besson is not someone that we're coming up with like, oh, he's shades of Denis and all that kind of <laughs> right, stuff. Right. He's done things, you know, Leon, right, is is the actual scratch-off poster yeah. that he's done. And I think y'all should definitely see that. But then it's like, he's done like Nikita, which became the show La Femme Nikita. So it kind of makes sense, the ickiness about him. I don't know if you'll ever watch that, but it's, it's basically no. like alias, closer rated to R, you know? Uh, and then he did Lucy. So he's all with these like one name movies. To me, it kind of almost feels like him with a big budget kind of excusing how he couldn't really make a good. <laughs> he's like, mine will be cheerfully crazy. Doesn't that feel fun? Because that's what he accidentally hit, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And the Lewis Park loving 11 year old Bucktooth Carter said, Yep. <laughs> uh, yes, it is cheerfully crazy and fun. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, not even Luke. It's clearly not Luke Besson's best work or my, like the best movie. <laughs> sure, of his. I am. I am feeling such uh, empathy for you, my friend Carter, right now. Sitting and being like, but God, no, but no, but okay, but no, but but when you watch is it, is that what I've been doing? It just feels like you are. You feel, we have caused you to feel as though you must scramble. The, the fighter jets for this movie when I really enjoyed my watching experience of this. I'm going oh, okay, to, I'm going to, while the, while the jets are taking off, the jets are, are about to be in the air. They're going to, your, your full defenses will be operational in just a moment. So in this, <laughs> in this time, I'm going to go ahead and, and just say my super dump really quick. And then a couple of other negative things just to get out of the way. It's, it's like, it's like you're getting a shot at the doctor. Just look over here at this balloon with a clown on it or whatever. 
while I poke you in the arm really hard. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Look over here at this balloon with like blue from Blue's Clues on it or whatever. Mm. How's that? That's better. Uh, were you too old for Blue's Clues, Carter? Uh, almost. Yeah. What, what was it? Cocoa melon for you? What did Dr. you like? Phil. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Tucker's my super dump. Chris Tucker in this movie is perhaps the most annoying thing ever committed to film. I'm not surprised. Chris Tucker in this movie made me wish it was Jar Jar instead. Yeah. I was like, I knew I wasn't going to come in. And if I'm scrambling, that is my spirit that's just trying to <laughs> say, hey, Carter, the things that make you are still worthy. <laughs> but it's like, I know this is not a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I I I would not want y'all to like sugarcoat that something is bad. And the good thing about this podcast is you're gonna get all of our genuine opinions about things. Um, here's another here's another genuine but opinion. But I also knew that there were going to be I would I was not gonna be surprised if there were going to be elements <laughs> of this that y'all enjoyed. Like I yeah. wouldn't bring it to the table. I liked the fifth one. Here, here's yeah. another genuine opinion <laughs> from me coming to you. Design-wise, virtually nothing about this movie worked for me. The entire movie looked like a BBC original movie. Sure. I think the, the design of the big puffy boys' ships at the beginning was cool. Almost nothing else looked good at all to me. Including, yeah. our, including our black hole planet antagonist. That was, to me... That, that was one of the dumbest, my least favorite parts about this movie. It was like, oh, they're just trying to stop a black hole that's 9 billion light years away. I don't care about that. There's no <laughs> villain. And there's no antagonist besides Gary Oldman doing the weirdest voice I've ever heard him do in his whole life. Yeah, He's he doing said that the was a bidding cross of the planet. Sure, but what? Ha why? So because why do you think can sit on does. the seat of the fifth element and bring about the destruction of the universe? Why can you not Won't turn he die too? I don't know. That was never addressed. It seems like he's getting something out of it. Why would he ask for money if he was going to die? I think there's… You went in not… I feel like I should have primed you a little bit. No, here's the thing. Like, this is… Are you getting caught up on how they would technically be able to communicate with a no, no, dark no, 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 no. planet? Okay. What I'm, what I'm saying and okay. what, I'm, what I'm letting you know… Yes. …is that, Carter, I love you so much. You're I one don't, of my dearest friends. I don't friends. believe that. This is one of the you worst movies this. I've ever seen in my car. whole life. Whoa! That's fine. This is a very bad movie. That's like fine. I rated it a one on IMDb. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my you, life. But I enjoyed my watch. I had a good time it. watching it. I had a good time watching it because I was so completely incredulous the whole time. Why? Why are you? What part of the world building told you to get caught up on the technicalities of the world you were in? No, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not, I wasn't caught up on the technicalities. That's just a further illustration of like, this is complete nonsense. And it's yes. fun nonsense. It's completely yeah. fun nonsense. Here's what I hear right now. Carter, please try and be as civil as possible. Because the <laughs> things about you that Fifth Element made, I hate. <laughs> please don't I'm be nonsensical. Saying. I'm trying to, I, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by this response from Doge. And <laughs> I… To me, it feels like the nonsense weirdness of it is kind of the point of the movie. It absolutely is. So you I hate agree. the point it of the movie. It absolutely is. I don't you hate one the star nonsense. The you one star the point of the movie. You literally one star the point of the movie. I do not hate the nonsense. What, what? I'm saying is that none of this is actually good, I think. <laughs> oh, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Yeah, that's oh, fine. I, I'm going to firmly disagree in the back half of this episode okay. that none of this is let actually me, good. Let me tell you my super pump. Oh, I'd love I'd love if you didn't, though. I'd love if you saved it because it's time for Shout Announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we can finally take a step back from… Uh, mm. All the tension created in yeah. the main episode. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Doge, do you have something non-confrontational you'd like to say to our listeners? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm here to… I mean, literally the only reason I woke up this morning was to tell you about supporting us on Patreon. There are two tiers you can support us at. One of them is three bucks a month. And with that tier, you get access to… Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes. We just put out Lego Batman last week. We don't, haven't decided so yet fun. what we're doing for uh, for Choose Your Choice for the Soul, but it's going to be a 
rip-roaring good time. You also get to vote twice in any series where your vote uh, is heard, is cast. And that's about to be very useful to you. We'll probably let you know next week exactly why you're going to want to be voting soon. Uh, and, and if that doesn't sound like enough, at five bucks a month, you can get all of those benefits plus access to our patron-only Discord tier. That's been a really good time lately. It was a little spicy last week. Some of the mm-hmm. some of the our Discordians were coming for blood. It seems like mm. they were wrong. But, yeah. By the way, survivors they, they were they were wrong. We were right. But here's the deal: we we need. <laughs> I mean, I I need your money for that because now that Carter and I aren't friends, there's a lot of like sort of accounts we have to settle. <laughs> like I, I'm sure along the way, I owe him movie tickets, and he owes yeah. My me, contract like, negotiations yeah. are coming up. Like for the for the re-signing of the new contract, and now it's you better believe I'm going to be asking for more. And even I if need the your podcast money so that is just to... me, eventually I'll be here always. So, <laughs> and you don't want that, so please support us on Patreon. And you can support us even more, not even more, because it's not monetary. Like yeah, money, everything money is everything has to be a competition with you. Whatever I say, you could do more, huh? Wow, he's I, projecting. I'm, he's projecting. Just let it go. I really, I don't get angry often, but. <laughs> Have y'all seen me mad before, genuinely? Uh, yes. I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We've had this conversation. I need you to go on Spotify and review us. Here's the easiest thing about reviewing us on Spotify. I do think that after you're on our podcast page, it's literally two clicks. I do think. You click the little star. I don't. I don't know if you can do it through your internet, like browser, or through Spotify on your computer. I think it needs to be on the phone for some reason, unless someone knows another way to do that. Click, click. Uh, however many stars you'd like to give us, please do that. And then also go over to Apple iTunes if you can. It's still currently the most influential algorithm. My guess is Spotify will get there. Not, not too, not too far away. Yeah. But rate and review. The reviews are also good. Being able to write that out. It's one thing to hear about this new restaurant and see that it has a 4.2 star rating. It's another thing to read what they liked about the restaurant. Did someone poo-poo on it because the wait staff wasn't very good? Does that make a difference to you? Does the food need to be good? Or is it all things need to be good? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Very good. Do the ships need to look like the kind of ships that you feel like could actually fly in the year 2,336. Were you, were you lied to? That's was, one, was one of your dear friends like, this is my favorite childhood restaurant because it's actually good. And you yeah. eat it and you're like, this is, this is just boiled chicken. It's my turn to talk now. For once. This is boiled chicken with jelly. It's the my turn. thing with the weirdest flavor. To talk now. For once. Next week, uh, the middle section of Chooser's Choice for the Soul is my choice. Uh, and one of the things I love about our podcast is, uh, like, how much we span genre-wise. Um, and because we span such a wide variety, we've actually covered so many of my, like, recurring movies in my life. Yeah, it was actually um, pretty hard for me to pick one for this yeah, series, too. As a kid… Because there's only four that you like, Doge. <laughs> my Here's turn the fourth one. My yeah, turn it's, to it's talk. elements one through four. I love the first, second, third, and fourth <laughs> element. <laughs> We, we've covered things like Emperor's New Groove, A Goofy Movie, Brink, um, Shrek. These are movies that I like wore out as a kid. As like you could have given you could have given us a week off. We could have dropped that Patreon Goofy we Movie episode right here in the main feed. <laughs> That's true. Um, we've covered a lot of my um, comfort movies. I return to now things like Mean Girls, Crazy Stupid Love. I probably watch like four times a year. Yeah, um, like the a lot of the movies that I love to return to. And so I I debated between several movies to bring to the table. I thought about Wedding Crashers, which is a movie I watch quite a bit. Um, But ultimately what I landed on is a movie that I, uh, it's fairly new. So it's not one that I like watched a whole bunch growing up or anything, but it is simply the warmest, fuzziest, most wholesome movie um, that just like, if I am having a bad week, and need need to just like edge the cry out and feel good about it, uh, I'm going to go with this choice. So I have chosen to bring to the table next week uh, Kyle Mooney's movie, Brigsby Bear. Um, cool. I I've never seen wait. this. I'm uh, very excited. This series was born 
honestly out of a desire to force you guys to watch this movie specifically. So mm, I'm I can very, very excited. Uh, and now actually scared uh, to put this movie in front of Listen, my friend Doge. I'm not, I haven't said anything you guys disagree with. He's good. Yeah, you have. What? What? I said this one movie star? is- This movie is objectively not a good movie. You said you said one star you and you said that you hate, you hate no, the, no. The, the planet. You said immediately following me saying, I love that decision. You were like, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. So yes, you have said things I disagree with, but uh, this is still Shout Announcements. It's not time to hate our friends. That comes later. Thank you for listening to Shout Announcements. Watch Brigsby Bear for next week if you haven't, or if you have, and I at least love you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All I'm saying. No. No, listen. No, listen. Give, let me have a turn with a microphone. All I'm saying. 15 years from now, there will be three bros hosting a podcast. They love each other very much. And they're going to do a series called Chooser's Choice for the Soul. This is just, this is us on a 15-year delay. Mm. If one of them watched Jupiter Ascending, but nobody would. This is the Jupiter ascending of 1997. I don't think so. It is weird. It is strange. Almost nothing about it actually works, but it has a, a kind of charm that, that sort of wears I don't off think if you Jupiter don't watch it at the right time. I don't think Jupiter ascending has a charm. I don't think Jupiter ascending has a charm. The fifth element the fifth I think element if you're has, 10 years old, it does. The fifth element has a 7.7 .7 on IMDb, 70% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 86% audience rating. Okay. On Rotten Tomatoes. Nothing like Jupiter Ascending. Maybe I'm, I'm in the to, minority then. I came to Jupiter Ascending. You're not in the minority. I was 26 when we watched Jupiter Ascending. I'm 28 watching The Fifth, Fifth Element, and I have very different opinions on both. And how, how, what about this works for you then? Because there's so much of this that this is like definitely a B movie. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know that its charm outweighs the, the negative stuff for me about it. I, and I'm not trying to double down. I, I did enjoy watching this. It's just objectively one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Yeah, I just think that the charm does outweigh the negatives of it. Like, that's okay. just where we differ. It's just totally I think, a subjective thing. Yeah, I think that... So, first of all, I think Gary Oldman works. Uh, I, he hated this, by the way. I know he, he did. He liked this movie as much as you did, Doge. I <laughs> definitely think Mia Jovovich works. I think that her hey, like fake Mia, language... She's my, she's my super pump. Oh, you don't get to have one. She's yeah, mine too. Look yeah, at us. She's fantastic. Us. She's mine too. You came with your super pump like like a like a branch yes. on the on the sea that has engulfed our world. Yes. And you came to my ship and you said, Here is Mia Jovovich. She she <clears throat> absolutely is carrying this movie. She's doing such a great job in this role. It's really good. It's She's really given good. almost nothing to work with. The script really doesn't serve her that well. But she is like, she's absolutely delivering. Uh, in a role where she probably has a uh, twenty words in a language that is real, you know, she's great. Yeah, yeah, she's my super pump too, 
And I do want to take a serious moment really quick. Mia Jovovich is Ukrainian. And so I would recommend that you go to her Instagram account if you're listening right now. M-I-L-L-A is how you spell Mia. And then at that point, it should just auto-populate into Jovovich. But she's got a link on her Instagram account right now to a Google document that shows you different ways in which you can support Ukraine right now. I, I yeah. think I had been ignorant to the fact that she was Ukrainian. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And when I was, yeah, when I was looking that up, um, was able to see that. And so she's she's doing a lot right now. It's just her full name, Mia Jovovich, on Instagram. Um, she had a post recently, but then go over to that doc, that Google Doc link in her uh, in her Instagram page for that kind of support. But yeah, I liked her. I liked her a lot, and I think this was. She had done Dazed and Confused before this and had mm-hmm. kind of a minor role there. But she was definitely like international star that kind of got plucked out. She's she's my super pump in that sense. My super dump is something that didn't age well. It's it's funny to say something didn't age well when ultimately it shouldn't have existed in the first place. But our view at what perfect a perfect woman is in this is incredibly insensitive. Um, even to the point to where like there's my least favorite scene is when we have somebody like walk in with our general to recruit Corbin Dallas. Uh, and she's she's kind of a static character that I feel like we've seen a lot, like in, uh, you know, like Matilda or yeah. um, Dodgeball or someone like that. But for him to be like, he's she's going to be your wife. And the look of like disgust yeah. Yeah, on that Corbin's sucks. face was incredibly insensitive. And it's something that I really never had liked about this movie. Um, but that's my super dump. And so those are kind of hand in hand. I love Mia Jovovich. I don't like how she's portrayed as uh, everyone's just kind of thirsty because she's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, 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 really gross and and inexcusable. I mean, that sounds like the kind of thing that a a 17-year-old that's where like, the 17-year-old of it all really comes to fruition is that this whole thing is around like the perfect babe, dude. Like yeah. that's very much 17-year-old. Uh, and listen, Luke. if you if you are 17 listening to this, you're probably you're probably not like that. Or you are. Uh I think that her accent work and the like fake language is so cool. Yeah, she it's very like good. she's so apparently she is uh I don't know how to say it, quadrilingual. I believe. Yeah, for like four different languages. She can speak four different languages and apparently picked this up very quickly. Um, because of that, she's like spewing this language, like absolutely rattling it off. It's so fun. Her yeah. like yeah, rapid even if it's gibberish, it's like right, yeah. But apparently it wasn't gibberish. Apparently, her and the director could like, speak it back yeah. and forth, which was cool. Um yeah. the uh um, sure. loves that. Sure. Josh loves that. Did y'all hear the eye roll? The little squeak of the eyes up there i i completely doubt that i think i think that is absolutely I'm not, not true where, where do i where does the shock enter for me right now? i don't i'm not shocked <laughs> at all that's okay like, um, i don't know that poop smells bad it kind of tastes bad too um uh mia jovovich so one of the lines that she does verbatim <laughs> it would be like if i ever saw something that i was like trying to like zoom in narratively and just be like, I think this might be what we're looking for. I still say, and like point at something, (laughs) how she would, chicken coming out of the oven or the microwave, chicken. Like a little... Something else about this movie that I feel like is an obvious way that it is set apart from something the likes of like a Jupiter Ascending is that this movie has iconic things in it. Yeah, certainly. Like, I had never seen this movie in my life, but I could have quoted Lilo Dallas multi-pass to you multi-pass. with, with yeah. no hesitation. Um, I could have pointed out to you every Comic-Con I've ever been to that has a Lilo cosplayer somewhere. Sure. Um, the, the, these things are iconic. I don't think anybody's cosplaying as a Jupiter Ascending character. I do want to talk about Gary Oldman, who, even though he hates this movie... Let me back up for just one second. My super pump for this movie is that it goes full tilt, full send, 1,000 miles an hour at exactly what it wants to be. Whether it succeeds all the time, irrelevant. Gary Oldman, hating his role, that's fine, is so in outer space with this character. Yeah. And I, who is this... 
who is this futuristic Colonel Sanders that he is doing? It's a cross between, uh, he said it was a cross between Ross Perot, who was a popular politician at the time, and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> and that's yeah, exactly absolutely. what it is. <laughs> it he is. did this as a favor to Luc Besson because Besson is like one of the main players in terms of getting Gary Oldman's career off the ground. Yeah. I know. And so Gary accepted the role without reading the script. I know he doesn't like it. I know he's done a hundred things, but if you have to put together an acting reel, the scene where he is showing the aliens, the guns that he has manufactured and just rattling off all the statistics and the ways that they work needs to be in that acting reel. Yeah, it's fun. It is so fun. Um, sort of Sam Rockwell, Iron Man 2, the stuff we thought was really fun about him being this like over the top. Yeah salesman all the time um and yeah i don't know i this is not a surprise to you carter i've told you before that since learning of your affinity for gary oldman i've paid closer attention to him through the years and have firmly climbed on board the he can do anything and can be the brightest spot in anything yeah and so i really really liked zorg um i thought zorg was a blast and but my super pump specifically is just the the um we we remote, what's the wrist strap called? The safety wrist strap or whatever? Just the wrist strap? The wrist straps to the I guess wall. So. The wrist straps to the wall. Are talking about a real, a real Wiimote? Oh, yeah. oh. Nun, the, a nunchuck to the, nunchuck the, the wall. The nunchucks to the wall approach to creating this movie makes me very happy. Yes. Mm. I'm going to say something. I don't, I don't intend this to be controversial. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I think you could, I, th- I really do think you could agree with me. Gary Oldman is a fantastic actor. I agree. Gary Oldman does a great job. This is the worst Gary Oldman I've ever seen. That doesn't mean it's a bad Gary Oldman. I just think this is the absolute, like, easy worst Gary Oldman I've ever seen. Which yeah. might mean that he, which might mean that he's a 7 out of 10 instead of an 11 out of 10 for those of us who love Gary. Sure. Is is that is that I'm trying to get the barometer of this guy? Is that controversial? Are you guys like no? Gary Oldman's way worse than something else. No, well, I can't think of anything. If Gary Oldman is a constant, then the source material is the thing that adds or subtracts. Hmm, have I just tricked you into saying the source material is bad? That was not my intent, but here we are. Well, welcome. I don't think anybody's arguing that. I don't think anybody has said like the script and source material material are these tins. It's just then why are you guys so mad at me for saying that they're not tins? Because because you're saying the opposite. You're not saying, you're saying it's, it's, not it's a tin. You're, you're saying the worst thing it. that was ever made. You're saying this is the worst movie you've ever seen. Yeah, I definitely I agree that, we're, that we are not watching the King's speech here. I don't think anybody's Here's, arguing that, but we are definitely I really think watching is, something that. I think knows what it is and is having a good time with it. And you're like, there is no fun here. I hate this. And that's fine. You're allowed to hate it. You don't have to like it because yeah. other people like it. I am just shocked no, by I'm, the, the, uh, vehemence. I would never want, I would never want statistics to dictate how people feel about things because you are a variable. I teach that all the time because we talk about communication and in calm theory. It's like nobody can contribute to communication what you can because nobody else is doge, right? So it, this movie cost $93 million and it feels like it kind of had a bit of a reckless abandon in its approach. But during the time, it worked around the world. It, it, it tripled the amount of money that it cost, which was a big deal in, in 97. And so I think my shock and my cartoon thermometer going up and bursting is is how much you dis dislike it like you just don't like it and i think that's fun we we had we had uh kicked around the idea of just picking movies that we know someone else wouldn't like and just how fun <laughs> would that be and we stumbled upon <laughs> doing that to you today but i think here here's a few things that i love about this movie ian holm is great mm-hmm. absolutely agree. i love i love his kind of lost uh, <laughs> priest that's just trying to do his best and feels like the weight of the world is on his shoulders. Vito Cornelius really, is an incredible Vito name. Cornelius. Never really has to do anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I do love Bruce Willis in this. And I think this is confirmation for me. I've never, I love action movies. I really do like action movies more than I'd give credit, especially this time capsule. 
these late 90s action movies. Saturday Afternoon is a series that I'd recommend our Chunkies go back and listen to because that was a blast. Our, our Stallones and Schwarzeneggers and things like that. I think Bruce Willis is my favorite action actor. <laughs> I think he is my favorite action hero. And I think it's because he can do things like this. I think he, it's one thing, Arnold is funny in Jingle All the Way because he doesn't fit. <laughs> Arnold right. is funny in most situations because he doesn't fit there. Right. Because he's not from this planet. Bruce is great because he's just kind of having fun with whatever he does. And I think Corbin Dallas is is a blast. And the I think scene you can with him tell at the that, front door when that guy's trying to mug him. Yeah. Is very good. Yeah. And it, just it kind got of me this, very excited. He's a bit ho ho hum apathetic, but when he needs to, like turns it on and, and does what he's supposed to he do. He is so perpetually I, I do love that John McClain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we even give him a tank top here. Yes, we yeah, do. For sure. This is <laughs> a you know, he's glorious a, road hazard orange tank top. Yep. Yeah. It's a decade after um Die Hard. Just about a decade after. And so he's he's in his he's having his heyday. I mean, mm -hmm. Bruce was technically is still kind of doing some of this stuff, but yeah. Um that time uh Fifth Element was part of my influence to metaphorically the quirk in Carter of like just wanting to be different and things like that. Kind of like how Fifth Element felt in the world of like action movies and sci-fi movies of the time was like I I didn't know too many people whose favorite color was orange. And so I became enamored by that. And a lot of that had to do with like Lilu's hair, Corbin's vest, you know, all these different things. Yeah. Like I when I got a journal for doing two chunks notes, I I chose this. That is bright it's, orange. It's bright orange. I mean, it's like fifth element orange. And so there's like that influence there of just one. I like it, it felt like, and I'm seeing why it's landing not well with you, Doge. It feels like, but in a good way to me, I got a comfort from how much this movie doesn't care. I got a comfort from how much this movie doesn't take itself seriously because that's like a release for me sometimes to just be able to be like, hey, I don't know. Let's just think tank something yeah. and just produce it at and the, just be like, what? I, I, at the pool I've party, no the fifth element is the one that is doing a gainer off the roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going I'm to do, do it. You say I won't. I'm going to do it. Watch me because I'm going to do it. Maybe that's where it's sitting for me is that I, I feel like it's kind of right in between the like, I know this is kind of goofy, but stay with me. You know, it feels like it's like not quite as I don't get as much of a self-aware vibe as you guys do. Sure. I, I think it feels like it needs to be more one way or the other. I don't think like you right put down Ruby the Rod in a movie that is not self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Fifth Element to me, another reason like that it stands out is because I, I don't really think there's been anything like this. Sure. Since, and, and that could be a testament to like, hey, we shouldn't do this anymore. We don't, I have no idea how you, like if you ever watch like a trick shot or something that just happens to, I love watching videos. There used to be, or there still is, I guess, fail blog. Before there was even like social media, you could watch fails. But there was also a win blog. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. Like people just kind of barely, oh, like yeah. these once in a lifetime kind of things. And the fifth element, good or bad, <laughs> kind of felt like that to me. I was like, I haven't seen anything that reminded me of Fifth Element. Mm. And it's just completely bizarre. Mm. But, well, yeah, it is time to rate the Fifth Element, to rate this movie. Um, and we're going to do it with the scientific cinema scale, which is uh, this one right here. It goes a little something like this. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it, and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Why Why did we go to so transatlantic? I got stuck. He's trying to do Zorg. I got, <laughs> no, I got stuck in like radio announcer and just leaned in. Phones are not here. Um, so I, I'm buying it, and I know I brought the, uh, my mind wasn't changed because of this podcast. You could say because of me. Because of me. No, I don't. Because of me, the grouch. No, no, no. I, I would imagine one of, one of people's favorite things about me on this podcast is I don't let you influence my opinion. Um, 
I cannot ignore how insensitive the the parts of the super dump are of this movie. Uh, it it would feel equally insensitive to say it's on the buy the poster tier for me. So I do have to buy it. It is still something obviously that I I, I do very much enjoy. And it's almost, you know, it's the kind of enjoy too that hit me at a time to where it's just like a background thing. I think this is the most intently I've watched this movie in a very, very long time. Since maybe the first time I watched it and maybe when I was showing it to somebody. Um, because it's just kind of like having it on. I'm always the kind of person that cannot handle silence very well. And so when I'm studying, it's not really like classical music in a sense. It's like I'm just turning on television. Like I just need people talking in the background. And so Fifth Element can be that for me sometimes. But it's a, it's a buy. Yeah. I think I was stuck between… Um, I think I could easily flip-flop between stream or rent for this. Uh, I think as I turned it off last night, I was at a stream. But as I sat and reflected a little more, I think I'm at a, a rent. I think I'm going to rent The Fifth Element. I… I this is a movie that I will rewatch. Um, I do take some issue with um, the stuff that I talked about. No need to rehash, but um, yeah, it's it's certainly not content wise, like cool with me across the board. But I do <laughs> I love the full send gainer off the roof into the pool nature of this. Uh, on top of like I don't know, yeah, it, it feels like to me. They set out to make a B movie and made a B movie so strong that it's almost an A movie, if that makes sense. Um, and it just has everything you want a B movie to have almost on purpose. Um, yeah. And oh so, yeah, it's a, it's a rent from me, <clears throat> dog. I think I'm, I, and this will make you feel better, Doge. I think the energy I'm realizing, earlier I said I don't feel like it compares to anything I've seen. It is as if maybe Shark Boy and Lava Girl was better. Hmm. <laughs> First of all, impossible. In be, Second of all, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> There's never Someone been someone walking in film. with an idea from dream, a child. Dream, 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 yep. dream. I'm gonna give this. There's only one rating you can after so hard you went after a it. Quite a quite a low stream. <laughs> quite a very low stream. To be honest, a stream. I, I am. Have I am being honest. It's a it's quite a low you, stream because there are You can't hurt me any more than you already have. <laughs> you Just said it's say the worst forsaken. movie you've ever seen. I did not say that. I Look said, your savior in its celestial eyes. I said and say this that is, you did this to me. This is one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. I didn't say that it's one of the worst movie watching experiences that I've ever had. Because there are things like Sharkboy and Lava Girl that is also one of the worst movies that I've ever seen, and I would absolutely watch that again right this exact second. This is a quite a low stream for me because Jordan, I feel the exact opposite that you do. I think they tried to make an A movie. I think they were like, I'm sick of all this grim, grumpy future stuff. Let's make something bright and happy. Let's make the best movie people have ever seen. I had a great idea when I was 17. It's probably still good to go now. And they swung and they missed. And then they made a B movie and they're like, see, I meant to do that. I, Dude, I just don't, I don't, I don't see the intentionality. Put and Ruby Rod into an intentional A movie, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it does. I think it can't be an A movie if they're in it. And I think that's where I'm coming at is that I think they tried to make an A movie and we're, we're going to put the craziest, wildest, most colorful characters in. It's going to be amazing. And it, it was a B movie. It wasn't very good. And so now the narrative is I totally meant to do that, you guys. Isn't it yeah. great how I meant to make a B movie so, so good that it's almost an A? Yeah, I can't argue with you there. It was supposed to be a trilogy. So they definitely had intent for like this was going to catch on. But it it did catch on. Well, it didn't not not to the point to where like they would make more. There, nobody's I he had like, already I decided this. not to do the trilogy. I thought he condensed the trilogy into this movie. Oh, that's what I, I had read that. is that he originally dreamed it up as a trilogy, but then just turned it into one movie. Oh, what I'm saying is you don't you don't dream up a trilogy. You don't of. I don't know, man. I just it's something that feels a little oh, revisionist oh, about saying oh, you don't dream up a trilogy. I was going to say you don't dream of a, a trilogy of movies so intentionally bad that people actually like them. Yeah. Usually those come in nines. <laughs> Boom! <gasps> yeah, it's, I think that's, that is the, 
issue that I can see that maybe you're coming from is like it was a the only one who is in in the Fast and Furious series the only one who is doesn't know what's going on is Vin <laughs> right but you got to know everyone else is like yes of course we'll do this because ludicrous ludicrous knows expect. exactly what movies he's signing up for yeah yeah it just <clears throat> I guess to me it felt like the Fifth Element everybody was like I mean we know what this is but it's gonna be fun. This is. You I know, don't. I, love, I feel like Luke did not know it. I feel like our director did not know that people were like, "I would love to do your movie because it's so unbelievably bad." I wouldn't say bad. I would yeah. say weird. Okay, is, is my honest answer. Yeah, this is good. This is another. This is another marker on the on the two chunks timeline. I think we have these moments where it's like Phantom Menace, <laughs> uh, Pride and Prejudice. Now here's Fifth Element. Here's Where another we, one. We hate all Carter's movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Like I'd rather yeah. watch this again than Pride and Prejudice any day. And I would. I completely my disagree. favorite. My favorite Doge is the only Doge I know, and that's an honest one. And and I thank you for that. Until you rated this movie. Yeah. Now I've seen you live for the first time. I. But that's gen- okay. Genuinely, it is a no, low stream for the me. Coward. I will. I, I, you one starred it. You actually did, didn't you? I did. I rated it one star on IMDb. <laughs> I know it. Oh, but middle, I'd rent it though. That's a stream though. <laughs> That's, those are totally, those are totally different things. That's the I point of the know. scientific cinema scale is that it's not quantifiable by a number. Hey, don't talk to me about the scientific cinema scale. I made it. You guys, you guys are afraid of what I'm saying because you know it's true. I have agreed with you on most of it. Then why are you still fighting me? I'm not. You're fabricating this. Now you're gas. I've, I've, now you're gaslighting. If you were to, if you, <laughs> that's yes, not even a real thing. <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that. Gaslighting is not even real. Nobody's though. ever even heard of that before. <laughs> the lights are not getting dimmer. Shut up. <laughs> I just thought there's there's a difference between being honest and sensitive. And I thought you were far more sensitive than you showed today. I am. I am. Your honesty rang true. I'm not surprised by that. But your sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Makes me think something else is going on in your life. I have we're no. Gonna, we're gonna I, have a serious is, talk when this call is over. <laughs> not a joke, not a bit. I have almost no tact in conversations, so I totally track with that. That makes sense completely. Oh no, no! Don't I'm let so him funny. do this. Don't let him do this. Oh, I'm, poor I'm me. not doing anything. Poor me. I accidentally shoulder check through people's emotions. Me too, Doge. I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to be honest with you. You guys are just wanting to, you want to fight me today. You woke up and said, no matter what Doge says, I'm going to disagree with it because I know how I feel and nobody can change my mind. And that's fine. If you guys are absolutely allowed to have episode, your own opinion. They're going to be like, I listened to this movie podcast. It was, it was pretty good. They hate each other. <laughs> there's, one guy, love this. there's one guy we, on there that they hate. We have never looked more like a 3 p.m. ESPN show than <laughs> right now. All of our faces are so like, red they're just, and sweaty. Do they? Are you serious? Do they actually disagree on everything? This isn't real. <laughs> this isn't real. Yeah, they, we're, they're just picking the two sides but for movies. Next week, I, I want show. to set. Hang on, I want to set. I, 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 I need to tell you. Just my my thoughts in a sentence. I feel like we're not on the same page. I feel like if you understood me, you wouldn't fight me. I feel like I absolutely get you. This movie, quality. Wise. I'm talking writing. I'm talking editing in particular. I'm talking the craft of this movie is not great. That's what I gave a single star to. It's Saturday afternoon. Sure. My watching experience is, is much higher than one star. It's a low stream because this is so weird. It's like a car wreck. Qualitatively, a car wreck is a single star. That's a really bad thing. Sometimes yeah. it's bad enough that I want to watch him clean it up or try and figure out how bad it was. It's always impressive. You rate on to quality. watch somebody sprint backwards. Makes sense. I am not. I am not changing my. I have not changed what I said <laughs> about this movie. I am a stone in a stream. You guys are flowing around me, splashing on me, trying to push me over. I have not changed my story by a single sentence. Next week, uh, yeah. second episode of Chooser's Choice for the Soul, I'm bringing my movie, Brigsby Bear. Very excited. If it's not edited well, 
You're going to lose some stars. Well, is what I just learned. You know, we'll find out. Uh, good thing we don't rate on stars on this podcast. <laughs> I'm very excited uh, to watch this for myself. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, should be, it should be a good episode uh, next week. That, the, that Doge is ending up the angriest about this movie. <laughs> it's the world is upside down about this, about this review. Oh, man. Well, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and one nice thing (laughs) about our friend Carter. No, I'm not. For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I love Carter's taste in movies. (laughs) Wow. I'm Doge. I love that nothing Carter can say can actually hurt me. (laughs) <laughs> or push me off of my mission oh, to spread no. the truth. <laughs> I love how Carter has no power over me. He wants me to change the narrative. I'm not going to. I'm bringing the truth straight to the people. Carter's trying to censor me. <laughs> I think I did your quest and oh. fall in New Vegas one time. I feel <laughs> like I feel so. I don't even know how to describe how I feel right now. It's like just the like, be- like it, the bell of the ball. I, yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's a it's a strange feeling that I can't necessarily place. I, I can only describe it as like it's like a fifth element kind of feeling. <laughs> I, my name is Carter, and you have to say, hey, you have to say one nice thing about me, your enemy. That's not you. Don't get to pick that. You don't get to pick that. He has to say one nice thing. Stop about himself. telling me what I can and can't do. <laughs> no, but really, hey, but, I hey, also I also host hey, this podcast. Really, I, you don't. It's, he has to say it about himself. That's how it works. My favorite thing about me. Yes. Is, I think my infinite amounts of grace. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. I forgive you. (gasps) It's not your fault. You, despite. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.